Tell me something now, boy Just hurting me and leaving me give you joy Hello, it's Harrison. Make sure to leave us a review on iTunes if you haven't already, preferably five stars. But um, yeah, please do five stars. Thank you. Um, follow us on Spotify and check out our Instagram. Take a screenshot um, of you listening now, share it on your story, tag the podcast account. Anyway, I'm probably rambling on now. So it's time for the episode. Enjoy. So I wrote it in a song. With a knot in my chest Tried everything just to get out of bed It ain't working Hi everyone, welcome back to my IGTV. I'm Harrison Gunn, the host of It's Good To Talk podcast. I'm gonna put all my socials up there, all It's Good To Talk socials up there now. I wanna show you a video, but then I'm gonna be chatting to award-winning mental health campaigner, friend of the podcast, Ben West. I'm so excited to welcome him back onto the podcast again. Um, Although it's gonna be a visual and we're gonna be chatting, it's about an hour long, but it is so, so important of a chat. We are chatting about anxiety, depression, we're talking about self-harming, we're talking about teenagers, hormones, lockdown, we're going to be talking everything and I tell you what, we are going to be answering all of your questions that you anonymously sent in through Google Forms. Now put a smile on my face seeing how many of you took it very seriously and that means a lot so I'm so excited, hopefully it brings a smile to your face and we're going to bring back hashtag Harrison's mental health campaign. I'm so excited that it's coming back. Um, I'm so passionate about mental health and you know think things happened last year and so I stopped the campaign but we are back bigger than ever and Ben West is here to help me open it back up with a chat on Zoom all about mental health. Guys, first of all I want to show you a video. My favourite singer Mabel, okay, did um that's the song. She's got a song called OK, Anxiety Anthem. And uh, just before it, she did a little speech for us at the London show that I was at to tell us about her personal struggles and anxiety. And I watch this when I'm feeling down. So, without further ado, this is Mabel's speech from the London show on 12th of February this year. Guys, this is Mabel's speech. I hope you like it. I'll catch up with you and we'll chat to Ben. Personal struggles and battles with a little something called anxiety. so powerful and inspirational that is Mabel everyone guys please welcome to the platform Ben West please welcome mental health activist LinkedIn changemaker 
Diana Award winner and Pride of Britain fundraiser, friend of the podcast, Ben West. Hello, man. How are Hello, you? how are you? Yeah, I'm all good. I'm all good. Hang in there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think great. we all are. Um, okay. Yeah, I know. I'm just hoping it ends soon, to be honest. I'm done with it now. It should be. It seems like they're scaling back a little bit with all shops opening soon. So, fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah fingers crossed. We uh, we get somewhere soon. Um, so for those who are watching, I set up a Google form, um, kind of page where people can submit questions that you might have about mental health or advice you want to know and stuff like that. And so there's actually been loads um sent in. So should we just start working our way through them? That sounds good to me. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so the first um, question is, what is mental health? And I think that's quite like a big one. I think people, it's a, it's a term that's used a lot um, without kind of a fully understanding of what it means. How would you kind of sum up mental health as a whole? Yeah, yeah well, um, so it's so many people think mental health, they think depression, they think anxiety, they think uh, OCD, all these things. But actually mental health isn't anything to do with, with those really. That's mental illness. Mental health is something that everyone has. And I mean that in terms of mental health is a scale, right? It's a scale of your health. So if we flip it onto the other side and we talk about physical health and what is physical health, you can describe physical health as your ability to overcome physical challenges right so you can be really good at overcoming certain challenges or you can be not so good right so it's a scale of how good you are at overcoming challenges with mental health it's your your ability to overcome certain mental challenges so it's your ability to overcome different challenges um and everyone lies somewhere on that scale um and it has no, uh -huh. no real link to walls you can't it's not interchangeable the words aren't interchangeable with mental illness right everyone has mental health not everyone has mental illness that's something that we need to get yeah. into people's minds. I see what you mean. So it's um, it's the fact that everyone's got a mental health in some way you're on that scale, whether you're on a good mental health mm. and a kind of stable point or whether you're at the other end of kind of the spectrum. Um, and then that kind of becomes a mental illness that's further down that side of the spectrum, I guess. Yeah. Um, so hopefully that sums it up to people. One question we've got here is, is it normal to feel kind of depressed without having a reason to, without there being a specific thing that stands out? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're humans, right? And just like we're talking about this scale, and that, that scale that we talked about at the beginning is, is so important to, to reference back to when we're talking about all this. We fluctuate. We're not stuck on the one part of the scale. You know, sometimes we'll have bad days uh -huh. and we don't even know why. Okay, maybe you didn't get enough sleep and you're not really some detail is not quite right and you just go down on that scale slightly and to us going down on the scale feels like exhaustion feels like depression feels like you might be anxious all these things start coming up right and you're right sometimes you don't have an explanation for that because the mind is such a complex thing what makes us feel depressed what makes us feel anxious or tired or exhausted it can be such intricate, detailed things. So there's a lot of research going on, for example, in the gut-brain axis, which is all about our gut bacteria and our gut health being linked to our brain. So even small details like that, that you would never be aware of, of yeah. being affected by, can actually impact you. So you, you do have, sometimes have days where you just feel down and you can't put your finger on why. Um, but hopefully that passes. And if it doesn't, it's really important that you do then take the necessary steps to, to get that checked out. Because it might be not just a little lapse, but actually a significant problem that you need to talk to someone about. 
yeah so so basically it's it's normal to have those days where you're not feeling great and you're feeling a bit down but as soon as it starts to maybe come on for um weeks at like at a time and kind of continuing and it feels like it's kind of never ending then um definitely reach out to certain services and i will in the description of this leave all the links and services and stuff for people to go to the next question is how do you help with social anxiety and i think this is definitely something i can relate to in the sense of when i was a lot younger i didn't like you know birthday parties and things like that so especially with um teenagers so your social life's a massive part of it you know being at school meeting new people and um, there are people everywhere so how would you kind of help to lose that kind of social anxiety and be more confident within yourself in social situations. Yeah, I mean, really, really difficult because firstly, this is one of the most common common things that people deal with, right? So many people deal yeah. with this stuff. And even proper like celebrities, presenters, they're suffering with it as well. And, and people that you'd least expect to be suffering with, with uh, yeah. social anxiety are actually majorly affected by it. Um, the biggest thing we talk about all the time is um, coming out of our comfort zone. So it is important sometimes that uh -huh. I feel like for a lot of people as well, the thought of socialising is scary. But actually, once you're in that environment, it, it seems a little bit less daunting. Um, so, so going out of your comfort zone is really important sometimes. Um, but then again, like going back to what I said before, if it is a problem and if anything that you feel starts affecting your day to day life, like you're not able to go on public transport, yeah. you're not able to meet up with people for a long period of time, then it is time to, to talk to someone because there are, there's things out there that can, that can make that go away and they can, they, they, you can feel comfortable like this. Uh, but it's important that we, we do address problems if it is affecting your day-to-day -day life. Yeah, I see what you mean. It's the, it's the same with anything really, isn't it? Like when it becomes past that line, once it crosses that line of, kind of yeah. not just a bad day or a couple of days or it's not because of certain reason and and um your day-to-day -day life is being affected and you're you know having an anxiety attack before you go to school or something mm. like that that's, that's happening on a regular basis that's definitely important again to reach out if you feel like it's exactly. kind of becoming a concern yeah and that's how we kind of distinguish between what's just a little bump in the road um, and what's actually something that needs sorting out you know if it is affecting your day-to-day -day life if it is affecting something that you know if you cannot live as you normally did because of this problem then it's something yeah. that you need to talk to someone about because it it's probably not that serious but it's something that's worth chatting about and seeing seeing what's in place yeah. to help, help that out sometimes you just need a second pair of eyes on it don't you to kind oh, of just yeah. say All the time. like yeah exactly um now this next one's more of a statement but i think it's definitely something mm. that is kind of on the rise and is, is serious and is very very important and is important that people reach out and it says i'm so stressed i can't control it and my only way out is cutting myself which is obviously something that um mm. is is getting more common in young people especially and is completely not the right way to deal with it but how would you suggest kind of coming out of that phase in your life and kind of dealing with it in other ways yeah okay so like first of all going back to what i said before there's a bit of a theme going through here but it's incredibly common um i think it's something like yeah. 100,000 13 14 year olds in the uk self-harm um so it's an incredibly common thing thing to do so so no one should feel like they're the only person doing that or it's an unusual thing to do you know no. um 
when we're talking about self-harm and self-injury, we are talking about very, very serious cases now. Um, serious yeah. cases of mental illness. So this is, this is something that needs to be addressed by a medical professional. Um, look, I can sit here and give all the advice that I want to give, um, but you know, at the end of the day, I'm not trained in this. It is so, so no. are self-harming as a, a way to relieve this, this pain that you do talk to someone. Um, if you have already talked to someone, maybe it's worth addressing it again. If, you know, if you've gone to a GP, they put you on a program, but you're still going on, talk to them again. Let them know this is still happening. Um, and if you haven't spoken to anyone, yeah. absolutely, categorically, the most important thing that you can do is to talk to someone about what you're going through. Yeah. Um, it is important that you, that you try and limit it. it. I know it's very, very difficult to, to stop um, doing that mm -hmm. because that is really the only way that you can get rid of that pain. I understand that, but it's so important that you do try and limit it, do try and document it and, and try and leave as long a gap in between um, injuries as, as you possibly can. But yeah, um, it's absolutely vital that you tell someone that it's continuing or it's yeah. something that is affecting you because that does affect your day-to-day -day life. It absolutely does. Um, so it's worth worth talking about another thing that um i think is quite important is a lot of young people are going through um hard times or having mental health struggles or just having bad days on and off mood swings and that's complete that can either be a mental illness but it's also very normal because you're a teenager and your hormones are changing and everything but i think something that's really important is to try for young people not to put if they're really struggling or self-harming and having a problem, sometimes it is really good to talk to your friends because they can relate and they can understand. But also they might be suffering and not saying anything. And actually by you, put, it's actually putting it on them. So I think it's really important as well to stress to talk to an adult or a professional if it's possible. Um, because I, I know from experience and from friends experience that when you put it on someone else, actually, they might be struggling and not saying anything and you're putting your problems on them and everyone's kind of struggling. So if you can talk to an adult, that's a lot more better. Yeah, I agree. Um, and obviously that's the best place to go, but that is sometimes the hardest thing that you can possibly imagine. Yeah. Um, and so. sometimes talking to your friends is, is the step in the right direction that you need. Um, and maybe, you know, yeah. If you do if you do do that step i'm sure a lot of people will follow suit but but also there's an amazing service called um shouts 85258 so in the uk you can text shout for free um at any time of the day and confidentially talk to a trained volunteer so if you don't want to talk to a friend if you don't want to talk to an adult you can talk to someone totally anonymously for free um by texting shout yeah. which is an amazing thing yeah my mum my mum and my mum's friend are both Crisis mm. volunteers on shout and I think we spoke it's about absolutely this in the fantastic. Episode, yeah, yeah. It's an amazing, yeah. amazing service. Yeah, yeah, fantastic service. And I always signpost people there. Um, even if you're struggling at three in the morning, there's always someone on on yeah. shout. It's a twenty four seven service. So definitely use that. Right. So this one's a very kind of broad question. Um, is again very similar to the last one, but it's how do you deal with anxiety? Um, and obviously the mo the best medication is to speak to people. But how would you say to sum up how you can kind of deal with it on a day to day basis? Yeah. Wow. Um, to an extent, anxiety is as natural as smiling. So if you're talking mm. about you know like day-to-day -day anxiety that everyone faces then it's it's just something you've got to deal with you know everyone gets butterflies before before going on to a stage it's all natural that sort of anxiety um if it's a problem then it's worth talking about but something like that just a basic 
just day-to-day -day anxiety of doing certain activities you know there's loads yeah. of stuff online about different things you can do putting yourself out of your comfort zone is really amazing if you if it's public speaking that brings on this anxiety then it's getting in front of audiences and actually doing that getting out of the comfort zone and, and attacking that anxiety yeah. on can really really help in the long term obviously not very comfortable in the short term but in the long term it can really start beating that um but like i said before if it's if it is something that's affecting you um, then it's definitely worth taking that extra step. But otherwise, there's loads of resources on, on finding that trigger that, that triggers that anxiety and then tackling it yeah. in your life. Yeah, exactly. It's um, I've been doing online, there's a website called Future Learn, and they've got literally hundreds and thousands of different courses, uh, like university courses, but they're kind of simple down. And there's a complete like psychology and mental health kind of section on it. And I've been doing um, a course each night on that. And last night's was about like stress and how, you know, you've got to find that trigger. And then it then it's about how you kind of respond mm. to it. Um, and it's that kind of like fight or like flight, uh, whether you're going to leave the situation or, or whether you're going to kind of attack the situation. It's that kind of hard decision. So that's, again, very similar and kind of a, um, a mutual point in mental health and mental illnesses, kind of looking at, what the trigger is and then how you kind of respond to it. Yeah, and also incredibly natural, right? Going back to that, I mean, it's fight yeah. or flight reflex. Having anxiety is is the reason we've survived as a race. So it's incredibly important that we have it. So it's not something to be yeah. ashamed of being anxious about situations. No. It's very, very natural. Not at all. Um, okay, now this question's quite, actually quite an, an interesting question. I think people, a lot of people will be thinking this. Um, it says, do you have to get told by a medical professional that you have a mental health problem or can you determine that yourself? Which is a really interesting question because mm. technically to be like diagnosed, I guess, you would need a medical professional, but you can look at the, look at the symptoms and kind of add it up, I guess. Totally. So obviously, um, to an extent, you know when there's something wrong, you know what, how you're feeling, right? You're the best person at determining how yeah. you're feeling. Um, people should never try and self-diagnose. I mean, if we if we compare this to a physical illness, and I wake up one day and I've got a pain in my stomach and a lump, I'm not just going to go, "Hey, that's just you know, that's just I don't know breakfast." Um, you know, you go and get that checked out. So exactly the same. If you are worried about something, if you are in the position where you're trying to self-diagnose something, it is almost certainly. Yeah. important that you go to a GP and GPs deal with this all the time and they're really really most of them really really good at, at sitting you down and maybe reassuring you that that's natural or maybe going hey this is something that we could do for you but if you're in the position where you are trying to self-diagnose yeah. issues then almost certainly my advice to you would be don't try and self-diagnose go and talk to someone that knows much much more than the internet <laughs> or, or what Google has to yeah. say um, and actually see if there is something yeah. they can do for you. Now, this next question um, is quite interesting because it's very much to do with the fact that we're spending a lot of time together um, in your household or with your family or who you live with. Um, and it says, I'm not sure how to be myself when my parents don't know anything about me and I'm spending a lot of time with them. So this person's maybe closed off from their family or from their parents and stuff like that. How would you kind of suggest they almost build up a relationship of trust that they can talk to and how to kind of just be themselves? Wow. 
Um, good question. Okay, so it's really hard when you put up a mask to take that mask off. Really, really hard because then you're suddenly yeah. revealing what you've been hiding. So really, really difficult. I mean, a, a big example of that is people coming out to their parents. Right, that's suddenly being honest about who you are yeah. and suddenly becoming, and that's really, really hard thing to do. Um, but people do yeah. do it, and you know what they say: once you've said that, once you've released that pressure, it feels so much better. So maybe yeah. there's something that's been burning on your mind where you're like, you know, what I, I need to tell them this, or I need to be myself. So they they love you, right? To an extent, you know, they they do. They really care yeah. about you. They care about whether you're happy or sad, and and so. Uh-huh you can engage them and, and talk to them about issues and and if they don't take it the right way or you are still worried you don't want to talk to them straight away you know reach out to friends have that chat um and it will be over very very soon and if you have to take it day by day until we're out of this then do day by day um, but we're going to be out of this and being able to mingle with our friends soon 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 so hang on in there but if yeah. you do want to use this as an opportunity to talk to people talk to your parents about something you've been struggling with or something that's been on your yeah. mind I absolutely encourage you to do so and I think it's a perfect time to do it um, and it can relieve yeah. the pressure. Yeah, 100%. I think it does take a weight off your shoulders, doesn't but it? It's incredibly difficult um, and I'm going to, Yeah. Know, it will be very, very hard. But then like we said yeah. before, 85258, shout 85258. If there's anything on your mind, just whack it over to a stranger yeah. um, and that can really yeah. help. Or Childline has an online chat as well. You can just experiment um, yeah. and also one that just came to my mind is when I talk to people that are doing yeah. the same thing that are, that are going to talk about issues for the first time to people they, they practice yeah. what they're going to say so if you have a run through practice uh-huh. what you're saying practice that conversation imagine how it might go um, it makes yeah. that brings that anxiety level down actually makes it a lot more a lot easier to start that conversation so there's your there's your options there yeah that's really good um this next one again is to do with kind of lockdown and being kind of trapped in a household and we all feel very trapped and very alone, and very kind of whatever at the minute. Um, and it says, how do you cope during lockdown with all the stress? And I mean, first thing to say is obviously that we're all in the same boat. So you're not alone. You know, we all understand because literally everybody understands because literally every person on the globe is going through the same thing. So we do understand, not that that makes it, easier to think well everyone's struggling that doesn't make it seem easier to you but how would you say is a way to kind of cope with the stress and almost like finding a release for it Mm -hmm. yeah so once again it's about finding the trigger you know is it is it the virus is it the the death rate is it the news that's making you stressed in which case maybe having that detox from social media or detox off the news might be what you need is it stress because you're in a tiny little bedsit house and you're not able to go outside and you're a little bit agitated because you're, you're stuck inside all day then maybe it's time to buy a pair of running shoes or you know go out for a run and relieve it that way and um, go for walks yeah I think here at the root of this is about going back to that scale that we talked about at the beginning and keeping yourself as high up that scale as possible there's so many ways that we can do that so that's eating the right things exercising sleeping enough and um the mindfulness maybe you want to start meditating you know keeping yeah. yourself doing all these things to keep yourself as as high up that scale as possible that's how you're going to yeah. defend against the stress that's how you're going to defend against um mental illness and, and and other things that might might come up so looking at your life you know find that trigger and then start improving how you defend yourself or attack 
your mental health to improve your your rating on that scale and um, there's loads online yeah. about different things you can try but the big ones meant of sleeping eating uh, exercising yeah all the ones that everyone talks about all the time yeah i mean um two things to say obviously like um you mentioned with the news and social media and it's really hard to to be like just take time off social media because it's what young people are on all the time you know like people's screen times are hours and hours long each day and mm. mine is just completely embarrassing That's awful. And it's, so bad. It's, it's just it's awful but and it's really hard to just be like yeah just come off instagram for an hour because that's where it's all happening because there's no there's nothing else going on but one page that i think is really important that i followed and i think so many people should follow and it's called the happy broadcast mm. and it's a news site so that like almost like a news site so that it's just posting kind of positive news happy news i think that's such a brilliant idea because the news is just filled with covid19 boris johnson and politics at the minute and we're bored of it we're sick and tired of it so to have kind of a space that's still informing you on what's going on in the world if you like knowing what's going on but you don't want to be scared you kind of want that kind of positive um insight into what's going on in the world that's definitely a really good page to follow. Yeah. Um, this next question, again, is something really hard because it's something that you kind of have to do within yourself. And again, so many people will be showing the same thing. And it says, how can I be more self-confident? Which is obviously something that, especially in this day and age, when you're flicking through Instagram and there's people and you're thinking, why don't I look like that? So whether it's your body image or your personality or the way you are and um, definitely with body image I mean there's a couple of people that have spoken to me in the last couple of days saying the same thing and I've just said go through who you're following on Instagram mm -hmm. and anyone who makes you think oh why don't I look like that unfollow them because there's no point stressing yourself out just that you can see you know an influencer um, pose when actually it's been photoshopped and they took 50 of the same photo to get the right one it's not it's not reality um but how would you suggest people kind of build up that self-confidence yeah um just on the instagram one get rid of the people that you, that you don't want to follow but then follow the right people yeah. so i mean putting one out there chessie king who's absolutely brilliant uh, for body confidence mm -hmm. um people like that yeah so so good because it makes you almost feel like you they're giving you permission to to feel to love yourself sort of thing um really hard one one that many 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 thousands if not millions of people in the uk suffer with um is self-confidence yeah. right it's one of the most common things that people deal with and to an extent everyone deals with it right we all have times where we doubt ourselves or we'd rather yeah. do something else right so very very natural um but if you do want to improve it it's about finding the tr finding you know that release you know what's what's getting yourself out there and being yourself i for, for my like I've never yeah. felt as comfortable with myself ever um, since starting this mental health um, mission that I'm on because I'm constantly yeah. talking about like raw raw emotion raw experiences I'm, I just don't care what people think yeah. anymore I'm just saying it out loud and I've never felt I don't have to have to put up a mask anymore so just yeah. being normal being yeah. open being truthful with people being truthful with yourself I think a really amazing one if you're suffering with yeah. certain confidence issues with yourself um something i've done for a long time mm -hmm. is talk to myself um if you say positive things to yourself in a mirror it yeah. resonates in a way that 
that is really amazing. So if you can talk to yourself in the mirror and be like, right, um, saying positive things. So you did this today. That was really, really good. Or you can do this. Or this is what you're really yeah. good at. And, and keep saying that every night just before you go to bed. Just list the things that you're good at or, or give yourself a little pep talk or tell, you, tell yourself a list of things you've done that day that, that you're grateful for. Or, yeah. Or, you know, and point things out. I mean, for an example of that, there's a... Um, Oh, what was it called? On Channel Four, there was a program called Naked Beach, which is all about body confidence. And they got their contestants yeah. to stand in front of a mirror naked. I mean, this is on the extreme end of body dysmorphia, but stand yeah. in front of a, a mirror naked and just look at yourself. Um, and stuff like that, simple stuff like that, just slowly over time, just makes you feel more comfortable with who you are. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'd encourage anyone to to have a little. There's loads online about about improving um, body confidence and and uh -huh. tackling so certain issues. But yeah, have a little look. It's very normal to feel. Confident. Yeah, I was gonna say it's very normal, especially at this age, like with with everything that's being you know put in the media and everyone's feeling the same. Um, now this next one is if you're not very good with kind of talking to people about your problems how can you make it easier to talk to people I mean I would obviously say something like shout where it's anonymous um and childline where you don't have to be like I'm Bob I'm 23 and I'm from Shefford and I live here and this is my address and this is my life story you can just say your name and give your problems and they can kind of give you advice so I guess that's a start when it's anonymous and then you were kind of you're building that confidence up and you kind of forget that they don't know who you are and it might improve the way to talk to people what would you say yeah I mean firstly one of the hardest things you'll ever do is to have that conversation where you where you spill the beans really 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 hard and I sympathize with that it is a hard thing to do <laughs> but having that conversation is the way the first step at stopping everything that's happening right if you are suffering with depression yeah. the first step to improving to actually getting over it and living a normal happy life again is to have that yeah. conversation and i realize that it's one of the hardest things you will ever have to do is to actually mm -hmm. recognize and talk about yeah. that problem but it's unbelievably important that you do do that we don't just bang on about it for, for the fun of it it is unbelievably no. important and it does relieve the pressure so really hard but parents friends or your gp um those are sort of people you need to go to and talk to um and like i said before if you want to practice those conversations it can really help with overcoming that anxiety around talking to them about it but 100 percent, the most important thing you can do to get back onto the right path is, is talk to someone about it and, and then start putting into place the next yeah. steps of what you need to do now the next question is like a very very important question and it can be scary for that person as well it says my friend doesn't want to be here what should i do um, and obviously this is something that if, if you do feel it's very kind of serious time is really of the essence what would you say are the steps of who they can talk to and like how because obviously it's something that needs to be dealt with and um, what are the steps to deal with that yeah okay so um there's an amazing online resource called Papyrus, P-A-P-Y-R-U-S, P-A-P-Y-R-U-S. And it's all about um, yeah. giving people around um, people struggling, so friends or family members, the ability to, to deal with certain situations. So if someone is threatening uh -huh. suicidal or is coming in with self-harm injuries, you yeah. can go on there and you can get a, a advice 
they also have a helpline that you can call and actually discuss your own scenario uh-huh. and, and see what they would do and, and get advice like that. Um, I think the only thing I'll add on top of that is if you're worried, seriously uh-huh. worried that someone's about to do something yeah. serious. It is, it's a, without a doubt, it's a 999 call um, to the police or yeah. to the police. Um, it is yeah. absolutely 999 call. It's very serious. Um, if someone's threatening it yeah. and, or they go offline and they said they're going to go or they do yeah. anything that might suggest that um, and you are seriously, seriously worried, then it is a 999 call. Um, otherwise, for ongoing support and to, for information about that, it, then Papyrus is a fantastic resource for, for helping families and friends cope with this. Um, yeah, so 100% if it's something that you do feel like, um, like it's really important, 999, but also if you've got, you know, contact with their parents or any of their yeah. family members that are in their household, contacting them to say, like, don't let them go out or whatever, something like that. Um, also, another thing I thought I'd ask is there, there might be someone who's saying that to their friend but says, you know, don't tell anyone. Do, do yeah. not tell anyone. I'll be really cross if you tell anyone. How can they kind of let someone know would it can, can they ring 999 and kind of say that they that like i don't want to be a part of this kind of thing like don't let them know it was me or how can people kind of go about that as they may be scared that something's going to happen to them if they say anything yeah difficult one obviously a lot of people will talk about this and then they'll say don't tell anyone because yeah that's, that's all that's more than fair enough because they want to be the ones that tell yeah. other people you know they want to keep a cap on on who knows and who doesn't they want to release that information um which is absolutely yeah. fair enough but this goes back to what I was saying. If you're actually seriously worried about what they're about to do, then that, yeah. that anonymity that they've given or that, you know, that boundary where they said don't tell anyone goes out the window because yeah. 6,000 people die like this More every important. year, right? Okay. Yeah. And maybe, you, maybe you lose a friend, but right, they're still alive because you've told someone about it. Yeah, so yeah. So I think telling if you do have the house phone you know about something that's going on also you know it's got it's, look you've got to be really ginger with these situations so calling papyrus finding out information like that but like yeah. again you've got to realize this is a significant it's a life-threatening situation in some of these cases so you've got yeah. to deal with it as yeah. a life-threatening situation um and sometimes anonymity yeah, goes out the window but like if I know for a fact that if you call 999 and, and report this, then you can do it anonymously. Um, but you shouldn't be worried about anonymity if you're, if you're phoning that because that sh- you're above that level now where if you're phoning them, um, something serious is going on. But, but yeah, I, know, I, think, I appreciate I think, that's quite a difficult thing to do. Yeah, and it's hard. And I think if, if people can... Oh, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. Um, I think something that people kind of would do is people may hesitate do I call them is it is it seriously enough are they actually going to do it so they kind of a bit unsure to call it but if someone was having a heart attack you would just call 999 you wouldn't think of it and I think it's so important to stress it is just as life-threatening just as important and just as serious just because there's no physical obvious just because they're not having you know physical problems that does not mean that it's less serious um, and so I think people would never hesitate to ring if someone's having a heart attack on the road outside, but people may hesitate if it's something like this and so just don't hesitate. You just, what's the worst that can happen? The worst that can happen is they get brought home safely and they weren't going to, and then it's over, but at least you've looked out for them. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But then, you know, if you're, 
worried then call call the family call call them you know mm. try everything and then and then if you can't get through to anyone or, or no one knows what's going on then it is a serious serious incident so yeah um someone says and again this is um very broad but it says best way to deal with suicidal thoughts so if you're having these thoughts um quite regularly what's the best way to deal with them yeah um lots of people do again quite natural um but there's loads and loads of different ways that you can cope with those i think really good um things that you can do is sort of document when when these are happening why they're happening what you're thinking about writing them down and sort of journaling it a little yeah. bit um not in not in a way that you're planning anything but but more that you're noticing it um and realizing that it's something that's going on and something that's not you shouldn't be you know you shouldn't be thinking this okay um and that it's something that needs to get fixed uh also if you're not already and you're if you're having suicidal thoughts and you're not already getting help then it's absolutely essential that you do talk to someone again really really hard yeah. conversation to have but it is important because there are people there are things that you can do there is stuff that you can take that can that can make that better and that can get you back on the right path and make you feel happy again so definitely 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 yeah. definitely worth talking to a family member a friend a gp and shout anyone like that and getting getting the help that's needed yeah yeah um someone says how could you support a friend or a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a family member who's got a mental illness if you've got no experience or understanding or knowledge of it yourself if you only know the brief words of anxiety and depression and suicide if you don't really understand what that means and you know they're struggling how um can you support them yeah so papyrus papyrus again has really good resources on this um but briefly just being normal around them to an extent making sure you're talking to them making sure you just check in um but really yeah. they don't want you to change right they're your friend for a reason um they don't want you yeah. to change so just being normal don't treat them differently look out for them maybe a little bit but don't don't make it too obvious just be normal because for them everything else is going haywire in their life and they need that normality yeah. so so being that friend that was always like you know joking around like you usually do that's really really important but also checking in more often making sure they're okay yeah. sure there's, you know there's if there's anything they want to talk about they know that they can talk to you about it and it's really yeah important. but again loads of stuff on papyrus and if you are right give them a call discuss it and it's totally anonymous and they'll be able to guide you and, and give you some advice there as well there's obviously a, a definite link with talking to people and this one says is it bad to feel suicidal and nobody to know and you haven't told anyone it's not bad no <laughs> um it's it's not helping you though it's not a bad thing no. to tell anyone you know no one's going to tell you off for not saying anything no. but no. the only way you can get out of that phase is telling someone so don't feel guilty for not telling anyone but definitely look at how you can then go ahead and, and actually start helping yourself and getting out of that that dip that you that you found yourself in there's lo like i said there's loads of stuff out there that can help um help you but you have to to access that help you have to talk to family member friend gp an online support service and just start that conversation yeah. um but there's nothing to feel bad about not telling one nothing to feel guilty about lots of people have this and don't tell anyone um, no. so i wouldn't feel no. guilty or, or like you've done something bad yeah. just just look at how you can now say the right thing or or start that conversation yeah um 
So this one says, um, what to do if you think you've got a mental health issue, but you don't know for sure. And obviously we spoke about it briefly at the start, you know, it's don't try and self-diagnose, try and say to someone, so would you stick with that, go and speak to a professional or ring your GP or your paediatrician or whoever? Yeah, totally. I mean, if you are worried, like absolutely within your rights to go and use the service that you pay for which is the doctors right we all pay for it so you might as well use it get our money's worth so go over there usually they're really really friendly really really chatty um, and they will talk you through different options they might get you might they might refer you to someone that you can talk to um, and get into that process and i could not encourage that more just having a conversation with someone and just because for a lot of people and probably the person asking that question um has probably not told anyone not talked about this to anyone really in their life um so starting that conversation getting that out in the open open yeah it's a really 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 important first step i know i've said that so many times since doing this call but it's such an important first step and i tell you what it can really revolutionize and change the path you're on so definitely 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 the first step is to tell someone yeah 100 percent. someone says that if they're trying to you know if their friends asking for support and they're saying go and reach out to Childline or reach out to shout or speak to a parent and they're kind of sending them in a direction but they're not actually going and talking to shout they're not actually taking that advice what can they do if they're in a situation where their friends not taking the advice that they're trying to give yeah this is a difficult one um because really there is nothing that you can do. You can't force anyone to, to do that decision. That is 100% no. their decision. Um, and it's not yeah. right if you've been told in confidence and you are, they've told you in confidence that you're not going to share that information, then it is really important that you, that you honour that and you don't go around telling people or taking it upon yourself to have those conversations. No. If you're worried, that's a different story. But, but if they've told you something yeah. in confidence, then it is important to uphold, uphold that. Um, you can't force anyone to go to the doctors. You can't force anyone to do anything like that. What is important that you do keep doing is checking in, making sure they're okay, because yeah. that anonymity becomes obsolete if suddenly you realise that it's more serious and someone does need to get involved. Um, and like yeah. I said, before, if there's risk to life, then you need to tell someone. Um, but yeah. all you can really do, you can't force anyone to go to the doctors. You can't force anyone into into therapy. But just be there, be normal, keep checking in, keep talking. And making sure they're okay um but yeah and keep it keep encouraging them to, to talk to someone keep encouraging this but don't don't pressurize them to you know don't don't force them to you can't um i think it's the same with physical health as well same as you can't force anyone to go to exactly. hospital yeah. um if you know if they're um if they're broken their leg and they really don't want to go back here and take them to hospital so you can't you can't force anyone to do anything but um it is still important to kind of be direct in what you think is the correct thing to do. And like you said, if you are like seriously worried or concerned, then that's a different story. And that, you know, we we have spoken about that. Someone says, what should you do if, you know, you're telling your parents that you're struggling with a mental health issue or, um, or you've got something going on and they're listening and they're caring, but they're not really doing anything. And maybe they don't really know what to do. And I think this is maybe also, maybe you could answer it as well for the parents that are having their children come to them but they don't really know how to how to deal with it and then for the children if their parents aren't dealing with it yeah so first if we're talking from the if there's a kid or a young person that's, that's told their parents and they don't feel they're doing anything um yeah that's 
it's very difficult as someone that doesn't understand what you're going through to to know what to do um for them they probably don't know what to yeah. do they haven't been told what to do so so having a little bit of patience with that is, is you know that's that's needed um but it is important that you do get the help that you need and um, so whether that is going to see the gp i mean put it this way if you go and book an appointment with the gp or get your parents to book you an appointment at the gp yeah. and you go and have a chat with a doctor and they go what's the worst that can happen all they're gonna the worst that can happen is they turn around and go you're absolutely fine out the door you go um you know yeah so it's worth definitely worth booking that coming from a parent's side if you don't know what to do again there's papyrus yeah. which is an amazing resource um but also booking that gp appointment can be really really useful yeah. getting that person onto the right path because we have a whole system in place i know it gets a lot of bad publicity but we have a whole system in place in this country to deal with this and the only way you get into that system is by yeah. going to your gp or going to a and e hopefully your gp and then getting into that system and getting the support you need you have to book that appointment yeah. um so it's really important parent book that appointment kid or young person if you go to a parent you don't feel like they're doing enough then either get them to book that appointment uh -huh. or go to your GP because that's how you get into the network and the, the support network that we've got built in this country. Yeah, yeah. Um, this one's kind of more of a, a, kind of got a physical link and it says, what's a good way to kind of tackle an anxiety attack or a panic attack if you're in a situation like being in school or in the class and you can't just run out? What's, how can you kind of learn or start to deal with that? Yeah, I mean, this is getting quite specific now, but you can do breathing exercises, you can work out, because a lot of people have panic attacks, but they kind of, they're unique to them, right? It's a unique experience to yeah. an extent, a bit like a fingerprint, yeah. okay? So you have a certain thing. So there's certain yeah. things you can do to control that. So maybe looking at what works for you, maybe it's breathing exercises, maybe it's, you know, maybe it's getting some air outside of a classroom, you know, and teachers should be quite happy to have yeah. that. If you do, go out then that's that's yeah. something that can happen and and they can be quite understanding but um you can work out what works for you most schools have like a, a medical facility or somewhere you could go to to sit out and they'd be really understanding there but googling yeah. looking online researching yourself what sort of things you can do to control a panic attack i think a big one is breathing exercises practicing those making sure you've got it down so you can yeah. quickly react to it and and deal with that as it comes up yeah um now there, there is some more questions but i i, I did a um like almost like a little survey to see if, if you know if people are struggling do they know where to go if mm -hmm. they need help and um so 46 percent of people said yeah they definitely know where they could go um 13 percent said they'd have no clue who to talk to or where to go to um 10 percent said they'd never needed to and 30 percent um and not sure where to where to speak to so um on that that's really interesting to kind of see what people say and um i will put down below in the like description um you know links to those services and um and to web pages and helplines and stuff like that below so i just thought i'd say that and that i will obviously link them um below um now i ask people like what don't you know about kind of mental health that you do kind of want to know we've got some kind of similar questions i'm just trying to work through them some of them are a bit different so um, one of them says why does mental health occur why is it a thing okay well to be totally honest with you, we don't know yet. 
and um, we've got a, quite a good understanding. No. But it's an incredibly, incredibly complex thing, our brain, and no one truly, truly understands yeah. it. But what we do know is that there's chemical messengers in our brain. People have heard of serotonin, they've heard of endorphins like that, that control yeah. our feelings. So serotonin is the happy drug, the happy chemical. Um, so depression is, to an extent, yeah. a reduction in the, the concentration of serotonin in our brain. So it's basically mental health and mental illnesses are just different levels of chemicals within our brain that make us feel good or bad. Um, so yeah. when you're talking about that scale, right, at the top of the scale, that's a perfectly functioning, perfectly balanced chemical um, chemical composition in our brain. And at the bottom of the scale, that chemical composition is maybe not got enough serotonin or, or other things like that that then yeah. make you feel bad. So, for example, if you go for a run, the endorphins are released, you get that serotonin release um, that makes you feel good. Or eating chocolate does the same thing. That makes you feel happy. Yeah. Okay? And we can see that, that, that you eat chocolate and it makes you feel happy. Just the same way, if you don't get enough sleep, your serotonin levels come down. This is very, very, very basic, but your serotonin levels come down, your happy drugs come down, and you feel tired and, and angry and all these things. So that's very, very basically the, the principle of, of how mental health works is the chemical levels within your brain. So incredibly complex, complex. Yeah, yeah, very like psychological, isn't it? It's all to do with that kind of Okay, so the next one says, why do people pick on your parent, on your appearance? And I guess it's kind of different for everyone, isn't it? Depending on the situation, who's picking on you, why they're picking on you. Um, but I think a lot of the time, maybe they're kind of actually insecure within themselves and that's why they're kind of doing it. But um, it's obviously a really hard question to answer. What would you say to like, why, why do you think people pick on people's parents? Yeah, I mean, difficult isn't it because we're getting into the the realm of bullying now um and that's a common thing yeah you're right that some people do that because they've got their own issues they've got their own insecurities and it sort of it makes them feel more powerful um potentially and it's just something that they don't they don't see them themselves so they need to give them that sense of power by belittling other people um but yeah yeah it does happen predominantly for, for reasons like that i mean people have issues at home anything that makes usually it comes from people feeling insecure feeling invaluable feeling powerless to give them the sense of power that they need that that sort of that strength that they need to feel um go comes through belittling other people and and making fun of appearances and also you know growing up kids can be spiteful um and they might not have anything like that going yeah. on it's just a spiteful environment and it, it is right um, and so when people are different, kids do notice that. Yeah. Young people do notice that and they pick it up and can be quite mean about it. Doesn't necessarily mean there's anything wrong with the person calling you names. It's just yeah. basically human instincts, okay? It's, it's just human interaction. Yeah. So, but it is difficult, very difficult. Yeah, it's very difficult, but it is also like very common as well. So again, with all these kind of things, no one's alone in the sense, you know, no. someone's been there and done that before them. So you know you really are not alone this question's um quite interesting are people born with a mental health disorder or is it developed um and i guess it could either be developed through trauma or through an event but can it just be developed just out of nowhere or are you kind of born with it mm, okay this is a really interesting question actually so coming from my knowledge which is obviously oh oh there you go <laughs> don't know what happened there so coming no. from my knowledge which is it's a, it's a basic knowledge, albeit knowledge, it's basic knowledge. Um, when you're born, you know, you can potentially be born with deficiencies in certain 
chemicals within your brain yeah. you can be born with with certain mental conditions from birth that is that's fact you can be but yeah. commonly people don't see any problems until you go through puberty so in puberty we have a massive rewiring of our brain um, our serotonin levels yeah. go absolutely through the roof. We get massive, massive changes in the levels of these chemicals in our brain. And so for a lot of people, that's where these problems occur or start is in teenage years where these, these changes are happening within our brain and our brain chemistry. So that's a big place. So you might not necessarily be born with it, but, but through that development process, you develop these, these problems. Um, but yeah, you can almost certainly be born with, with some sort of, of mental health disorder absolutely um probably not of the depression anxiety sort but for the more complex anxiety uh -huh. disorders more complex yeah, yeah disorders schizophrenia for example um can be can come from birth yeah 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 but you're right they can be developed um, at any time in life yeah i was gonna say especially through um through trauma, like if something yeah. happens like yeah, like ptsd or something yeah. like that that can something can bring that on um someone says when kind of if that they've gone and told someone oh you know i've got anxiety or i've got depression or i'm struggling with this um they say when people find out they think i'm dying but how do i kind of normalize things so obviously they're being caring and protective and want you, you know being caring and mean well but how do you kind of normalize things which i think is a really interesting question actually yeah that is an interesting question because i guess you tell people and then it seems like a huge thing to, to, to be told. Yeah. Um, and for people that don't understand these things, it, it can be quite overwhelming, I think. So I think it's worth, if you do tell someone and they do react like that, then just give them maybe some research links or stuff online about it so they yeah. can understand it a little bit better. Because for a lot of the time, you know, we're not talking about serious, serious things. We're talking about things you might want to tell your friends about um, and they might overreact, yeah. right? And, and so giving them those resource links. Yeah and make helping them to understand what it is that you're dealing with can be really, really important and also really useful for them because then suddenly they understand how they can help you best um, and understand maybe, you know, different things that you might do that then they can, they can have an understanding of. So you're definitely helping them understand it, but yeah. also, you know, don't push them away for, for caring too much, right. Or treating it seriously because that just no. shows, you, shows you how much they care, which is an amazing thing. So yeah. they do value that as well. Yeah yeah um there's a couple of questions uh i thought would just quickly briefly answer one of them says why does it just come to me obviously again it's you are not alone like so many people over the globe millions of people kind of suffer with it so you really are not alone it can um, feel like that though it absolutely can yeah because it, depression and these things they the part of the illness is is feeling lonely feeling like you're the only person to go through it but it is important to know that we are talking millions and millions of people go through this. Every yeah. Year. Um, so yeah. you're definitely not alone. But if you do feel alone, it's important to talk to people and talk to professionals, talk to your family, talk to your friends, talk to online resources. Yeah. Um, it's really important to talk. Yeah. Um, someone says, um, can it be noticed? And of course, yes, you know, you can look at you can look online at symptoms and kind of try and match it up. And obviously, you know, medical professionals can notice it. So I guess with most of them there are quite clear symptoms if you're looking out for them i guess you can see it but um how easy is it to kind of notice that within yourself notice within yourself i think we're, we're all pretty good at knowing how we feel i mean 
for example, yeah. if you're using a really small example, um, if you wake up and you have had a couple hours sleep, you feel different, right? You might not be able to describe yeah. how you don't feel normal, right? So it's exactly the same thing. Um, like I said before, if you're worried, yeah. go and talk to someone. The biggest harm they can do is tell you you're fine. Um, so definitely go and just talk to someone. Err on the side of caution, talk to someone about it. But but usually you'll be able to you'll be able to feel it yeah. and if it's a significant thing you'll you'll know that you'll know that it's that it's significant yeah um the last question is actually is not eating got something to do with mental health not eating <laughs> yes absolutely um so if you are not eating then there is usually a reason for that so that reason could be an yeah. abundance of things so that could be body image that could be um uh, you know i know someone that was um, had a fear of being sick so she wouldn't eat so she wouldn't be sick so many just so many so many different things that can affect your eating yeah and it can also be a symptom of other things so it can be a symptom of, of physical illnesses that you're not eating it can be a symptom of um anxiety it can be a symptom of depression so it's definitely worth looking into but but yeah not eating almost certainly stems from something else and um, that's going on that, that you need to to investigate and discuss yeah um now that's the last question but um i ask people to send in some kind of like positive messages and stuff like that to kind of finish this off and so people um kind of said like i love how you're spreading awareness of mental health the both of you keep it up smile love yourself um uh, you know people are always there for you if you need to talk about anything um you know you're not alone just as a cold can be cured so can a mental illness um people say make sure you tell people stick together as one make sure you help each other get help uh, you guys are very strong keep doing you it gets better um no matter how hard it gets, uh, always know there's someone to talk to. Stay strong, everyone. And I know it's a very tough time at the moment with this whole pandemic, but just know everyone's in the same position. We can help each other. Thank you. Um, and the last one is your mental health is as valid as your physical health. I just think that's really nice just to, well, when you yeah. say them all together right. and, and everyone kind of um, adds in something positive. That's, that's really nice to see. And I was expecting a little bit of, I know people messing around on on here because it's anonymous people will be a bit stupid about it but there was only one silly message and someone just put the word sausage so that's fine that's good <laughs> but, to but, see but, yeah it's it good that people took it really seriously yeah <sighs> which was really really good to see um look, thank you so much for coming on and answering them absolutely massive help no problem thank you for having me on again good chat to you again of course yeah yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for coming on and, you know, you keep safe and everything. You too. Brilliant. Nice talk with Harrison. Harrison's Mental Health Campaign is officially back up and running. I'm going to be giving you challenges, tasks and ways to get involved very, very soon. It's so bright. I'm so sorry for the lighting. It's like either too light or too dark. Bit of both. Um, guys, thank you so much for watching. I hope you enjoyed that and I hope that helped you. Stay safe and I will see you again best of luck best of luck best of luck